Oncology Data Advisor. Today, I'm here with Dr. Thomas Abrams, our Editor-in-Chief. Dr. Abrams, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. So can you give us an overview of the COSMIC 021 trial and the results that your team found? Sure. So this is a very preliminary trial. Uh, it's one cohort of a, of a larger uh, multi-cancer trial looking at a specific pair of drugs. Um, one drug is called cabozantinib, and that is a multi-kinase uh, inhibitor, an oral drug that's approved in a number of cancers, not colorectal. And the other drug is atezolizumab, which is an immune checkpoint inhibitor, also approved in a number of cancers, but not colorectal cancer. Uh, so the colorectal cohort was a 30-patient uh, cohort where all the patients have microsatellite-stable disease, uh, and so are ordinarily not candidates for immune checkpoint inhibitor treatment. Uh, and that comprises, you know, roughly 95% of the metastatic colorectal cancers that are, that are, you know, out there. So it's a, it's, it's the more common variety, much more common variety. And since they, since we don't have immune checkpoint inhibitors available for, for the, the vast majority of patients, this is the kind of trial that's very important because we want to figure out ways to utilize immune therapy for these patients. It's a, it's a huge unmet need in, in the treatment of advanced colorectal cancer. So we have these 30 patients with microsatellite stable disease who've already received at least one prior treatment for advanced disease. And most of the patients, about seven out of 10, two prior treatments. So it's a pretty heavily pretreated population. And so they are, 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 are enrolled on the trial and start receiving this combination of, of this oral drug, cabozantinib, and this IV drug, atezolizumab. Uh, and each cycle is, is, is three weeks. The, the atezolizumab is delivered once every three weeks, and the cabozantinib is a daily drug so, and that, that's taken at home. So the, 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 it, it's, it's a descriptive study. The primary endpoint is response rate, overall response rate, and then there's secondary endpoints of, uh, of duration of response, progression-free survival, and overall survival, as well as safety. Um, and in this trial, three patients had responses by RESIST criteria, meaning they had 30% reduction in the size of their tumor. And then you had uh, an additional, about a quarter of the patients had uh, had um, uh, disease control, um, and the rest progressed. Um, but that's pretty good. Um, and when you look deeper into the into the numbers, you saw that the benefits accrued primarily to patients who had uh, wild type RAS gene. Uh, RAS is a, a gene that is uh, very important. In colorectal cancer, it's mutated about 60% of the time. And patients who have a mutated RAS gene are ineligible for uh, EGFR inhibitors. Uh, so they're, you know, they're at a disadvantage. And this trial, uh, which is very preliminary, the benefits accrued to the other population, the patients who had no mutation in the RAS gene. And so that's a really interesting observation. And it may provide the basis for future research. And so I, I don't think that this 
trial is going to have immediate implications for you know treatment. Uh, we're not going to be using this uh, this combination for patients with advanced colorectal cancer until you know a lot more research is done. But when you design the next step, you're going to look and think maybe you know we want to enrich our population with RAS wild type patients or even limit it to RAS wild type populations because it really seemed to do better in that in that group. And that's a you know that can also uh, jumpstart a lot of um, investigations for for primary research, for early phase research, and looking at those uh, the reasons that that might be the case. But I, I think it's a really interesting uh, combination. Uh, the safety was what you expect, so that's an important thing. It wasn't you know highly toxic, and there were no treatment related deaths, uh, and <clears throat> you know patients seemed to do. Uh, fairly well on it. So I think ultimately it's a promising uh, combination, um, but much more research is needed before it becomes the, an accepted treatment in the, in the armamentarium. Well, thank you for sharing this research with us. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com.